0: Welcome to Menu, the Feel Good Food Stories podcast. Okay, so I'm serving up a starter, main and dessert of good food, chat, joy and laughter. And that's going to be from myself and my brilliant guests that I have on every week. We talk about things like food memories food dating stories. We throw in the odd review now and again and there's a big dollop of food joy. So pop your napkin on your lap and let's get stuck in. Hello and happy Mother's Day. This episode is dedicated to the moms, the mamas, the mothers. Can't think of any more words to call a mom. (laughs) Madra. Is that the mum? I feel like it is. I don't know. Anyway, it's all about the mums. So I've just got loads of great memories from guests about their mums. And it's great. Really good, really poignant, really warm. We are jam-packed with so much great memories of people's mums and honestly when I listened back I was just like so so poignant you know there are people like I said whose mothers are no longer with them and just the warm memories that they've got they absolutely still live in their hearts and stuff and it's just it's just really nice to hear it does make you feel very like "Mm," you know very um very human, isn't it, to just think about other people's situations. So, yeah, but there's some really good stuff here. You know, we've got things, we've got loads of, like, stories, great memories from people like Melinda, Glenn Purnell. We've got Rosa, Louis, Jeffrey, Jason, Ben, Povan. We've got Michael, Joan, and, you know, Zong. There's just so much good memories. So I'm just going to be quiet now and let's get going. Let's get going with Povan and his great story <laughs> about being fed by his mom. okay, so we're talking about Mother's Day, obviously, but also, you know in terms of like your mom, I know you said like she passed away when you was young, yeah but is there any like is there a particular food memory that you've got with your mom that you remember that's very vivid or clear
1: Yes, I probably. I don't know how it's happened, but mm. when I was younger, I wasn't um, – people looked at me and thought, he's not well-fed, so mm. he needs fat, fattening up. You know, okay. but I was quite supportive anyway. I'd go out on my little uh, – what, what part did I have? I had a tomahawk. So <laughs> um, I'll be out in the morning, on the weekends, possibly about 8 o'clock in the morning, You know, hook up with a group of friends from school. Mm. I won't come home until about seven, half of 7, 8 o'clock. Mm. And parents didn't bat an eyelid. No, <laughs> obviously it's different, isn't it? You know, yeah. <laughs> but my parents' social circles say, "Oh yeah, your son looks a bit, a little bit, you know, a little bit uh, skinny in the bones, or what." So my mum was trying to force-feed me this, like, "Well, you're not know, brontier, like chapatis, what?" Yeah, soaked in, soaked in, and I mean not mm-hmm. soaking, soaked in clarified butter, <gasps> and 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 jaggery, so refined sugar, mixed wow. In and force fed, you know, and <laughs> force when I'm making force, and now I know about it because when you make uh foie, foie gras, it's a good grown by force feeding geese about, yeah, I think it's about a pound of um, corn every half an yeah. hour. I was oh, literally my head was wrenched in my oh, mom's wow. knees, and and this stuff, like, was, I'm going thinking <laughs> back, back at it now, it's luxury food, but you know, again. It's just probably just the way their methods were to, to, to feed children. <laughs> you could do it now. But yeah, no. so yeah, that was. <laughs> and, and, and now, oh, my little one who's five oh, years old. Yeah. She's probably about the right age now for me to force feed her now, because I oh, think she's got my like, genes. <laughs> right, the cycle <psychopath. laughs> pose. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just because, you know, people are saying, mum, they're not saying, She's a little bit um underweight, don't you think? I said, okay, right. So I'm going to bring up my old, um, my old skills from from my parents' skills anyway. I'll, I'll be, yeah.
0: You can't get away with that now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> did you say on it?
1: I'm, I'm going to say to her. going to say to that's how I was fed by your grandma. There you go, <laughs> grandma. <laughs> right on to
0: Jason now who tells us about how music was very influential and that was all from his mom so take it away Jace.
3: And one of my fondest memories growing up in the kitchen mm. is that there was always music uh, um, so and that's, that's why my music taste is so varied and why yeah. I probably annoyed x amount of employers because they always have music on I just I can't work in in the kitchen in silence. I understand it from a professional way. Like when service comes, yeah, turn it off. But during yeah. that time, if it's if it's stone cold silent, it's just, there's no heart to the kitchen in my yeah. eyes. Yeah, so yeah. My mum would always have a collection of like Irish folk music, so Foster and Allen proper, <laughs> like a typical kind of <laughs> Irish. Tune. Yeah. But also, also being brought up and and, and living in, in Birmingham, we also had a lot of reggae, so had like UB40 on my uh, mum loved her fifties and sixties rock and roll album. so yeah. I always remember there'd be music and I'd come in and I'd dance with my mum and we'd watch her cook. Um <laughs> so, right. yeah but those are those are kind of but yeah it was always it was all that I like love in in that in a kitchen
0: This is a nice story from Lizzie and it's kind of like a tradition actually. So today, because she does this on Mother's Day, she should be in her mum's garden about now. <laughs> this will make sense when you listen to the story. Have a listen.
4: My mum loves seafood and shellfish. Mm. Um and my dad, uh recent not recently, but like a few years into their relationship, actually was became allergic to them. Oh. So she could never have it with when she's with him. So often for Mother's Day, me and my sister will take her out and, like, you know, spoil her a bit with a bit of that. So for uh-huh. me, that's always a bit of a memory. And we live quite near Whitstable. Yeah. Um, and she loves going there and just getting, like, a pot of prawns, sitting on the beach, you know, chatting, sitting oh. on toes in the sea. And to me, that's something that she will always love. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Very simple as well, isn't it? Just Yeah, very simple. Yeah, and then we've always yeah. got a few traditions on Mother's Day that will... Uh, pick her own daffodils from the garden. <laughs> <laughs> um, Your mum picks her not... own daffodils? No, and I'll pick, I pick her daffodils. No, <laughs> she sees those in short. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we put them on a tray for her breakfast. And yeah. it's just when we were little, when we couldn't really cook very much, it would be the 50 uh, Egg and Soldiers.
5: Uh, and we've just always
4: stuck with that tradition, just because it's always stuck with her. Oh, uh, um, that's so, so nice. Her- perfect daffodils from the garden and a dippy egg on a tray oh gosh
0: oh that's lovely that is it's just like so she's like expects that then and she probably looks forward to it as well just thinking about and
4: in fact even though we're now like late 20s i think it's just like something that will always stick really Mm,
0: yeah (laughs) oh that's nice i love that That was a great story from Dizzy. I love that. Right, now we go on to Zong. Um, Yes, the fantastic Mr. Zong. Um, Yes, listen to his mom's. well, it's something that his mom makes that, well, it's just the best according to him. So have a listen.
6: The Vietnamese national dish, uh, you know, noodles, chicken noodle uh, soup. Mm. And that's your thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, my mom, uh, that just that's that and her spring rolls, actually. Yeah, like you know, Vietnamese spring rolls, if you've not had them before, they're better than any other spring roll. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm, you would say
6: that, no, cigar, I could, I'm like, <laughs> being a, not just saying you know, it's Vietnamese <laughs> spring rolls are better than any other spring rolls.
5: <laughs> okay, fair I mean, enough. I mean, have
6: you had one?
0: No, well, don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but I need to have them all. I need to have them all
6: Look, of the spring rolls. <laughs> whatever spring rolls you've had in your life, you've yeah. got a bit of a spring roll now. And you're thinking, yeah, Zong was right. These spring rolls are better than that spring roll.
0: <laughs> oh god! But well, I feel like I need one that's made from your mom because them are going to be the best ones ever, surely.
6: It, it, I used to bring them to work, like when, like, and then fry them, and everyone's had them.
0: So when she made that, did? Did she like?
6: Did you help at all, or was it just a case of? Uh, no, and... well, I helped to eat it all, but uh, yeah, no, she did. <laughs> it was it was a mum thing. She she did it. I just you know you know what mums are like. You, yeah, you know, it's their food. It's their thing.
7: Yeah,
6: and that's and what she's still do you
7: it on a uh, Sunday. She does
6: do like she'll, if I ring down said so I'm coming down this week, she goes, "Oh, I do noodle soup." Oh,
0: she knows so I'll just
6: nice. you know, so I'll just Do You know what I mean? I'll just mm. eat <laughs> a little yeah. bit.
0: Oh, oh, that's nice, nice memory. This is a really nice, warm memory from Ben about his mum um and her cookbook uh yeah, it's really nice yes, just just listen, beautiful. What's your favorite kind of food related memory with your mum? like did you bake together or cook together? Is there anything? That you want to tell us about yeah. that how with your relationship with your mom?
8: Yeah, so um, my mum passed a few uh, a few years ago. So any any kind of mum related stories are still are still quite quite touching and, uh, yeah. and like, not not so much raw because they're all they're all full of kind of love and happiness. So we had a love hate relationship with white gravy, um, <laughs> which kept kept us laughing all the way. I mean, I mean, honestly, all the way all the way to the end. Oh. Um, but then she, so she used to make a, a raspberry trifle. Um, mm. So we, we still have raspberry trifles now um, at, at most of our kind of family gatherings. And that, that kind of baton got passed down to me. Uh, my brother is, a, is also a chef who's, who's worked for me for, for quite a few times in my career.
5: Okay. We kind of passed the
8: pattern in between. So a raspberry kind of trifle. So, but she used to, uh, less less with, less with me, because I wasn't really interested in food when I was young. Yeah. She used to make uh, rock cakes with my with my daughter and, and okay. lots of lots of the lots of the of the kind of the young ones now via the family so there's there's yeah. so many things that still keep coming up um, but about probably about 20 25 years ago I made a triple chocolate cheesecake um, as a as an addition so my mum would always make kind of rock cakes and would make yeah uh, she's great at making fruit cakes and the christmas cakes or those kind of things. Um, but didn't really go. She was always always seemed to be on Slimming World and those kind of things. So the chocolate <laughs> element was never, yes. never really quite there. So I I turned up one day with this uh, this triple chocolate cheesecake, and it's another one. It's stayed within our within within our kind of family tradition now. So every every kind of event that we have, mm. there's always rock cake somewhere somewhere scattered around. Um, <laughs> there's always a raspberry trifle of some description, and we've all we've all tried it over the years. No one quite gets it exactly. No, she got it and oh. that triple chocolate cheesecake is one that keeps uh keeps coming out so so um, yeah i think i think there's um there wasn't really a chef um in our in our family so it wasn't something that we kind of we kind of looked at and thought well that's where we're going to be but yeah. you definitely see that the the passion she was a she was a a, a dinner lady chef at our local school so okay we had, we had those kind of elements in our in our yeah. world that were also always great and she was just a a great entertainer always always come around to ours um so yeah it would be a a baking element of, of such but she'd, she'd go off and do a lot of that on on her own so that we'd have we'd have all this time to ourselves and I yeah. still remember she would get up at like three four o'clock in the morning on Christmas day to put the turkey in and only maybe 20 odd years later when I was a, a chef in the kitchen going what are you cooking it for like that that long for I mean we can we can cook cook things now in a really a really good way that doesn't take like I mean, and ima- imagine putting it in the oven these days for for that long. I mean, it would cost you more <laughs> on the electricity or the oh, gas no, so. for the actual turkey. So, yeah, there's lot, lo- loads and loads of food memories, and I and I wish I'd cooked with her a lot more when I was when I was young, but it just wasn't in my yeah in my yeah. world at the, world at that time. And I, yeah. I still have a I still have a book of, of so I still have so my mum's name was Kath. Mm. Um, I have Kath's um, cookbook up in the up, up in the loft. Um, oh, I, I, went, I went and found I went and found a few years ago, which is now yes. down. And you flick through it, and every now and then you come across a a rock cake or a raspberry trifle recipe, and it's uh, some oh, great memories.
0: Cool. Oh, I love that! How lovely is that? So, did you kind of like when she was doing them? Like, did
8: you write them down like with her, or no. how did
0: the cookbook come about then?
8: No, so she, again I think because of her her dinner lady um, yeah um, style so she she went she went back to, to college and so okay. my, my training that I did, yes. um, from when I was sort of 16, 17, 18, she she went back and did a did a similar course kind of later oh. on later on in life. So she had yeah. a, she had a, a kind of a portfolio as it were of all the, all the recipes and dishes oh, she was okay. And then all the stuff that she was cooking as part of her midday and part of the, the chef within the school kind of turned into a cookbook folder so uh,
5: we'll when,
8: uh, yeah uh, after the after she passed and, and sort of someone said would you would you like this it was like oh it's a very uh, uh, very cherished uh possession oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting next to a, a bookcase which is full of full of books from every kind of chef you could imagine and, and yes. lots, lots of stories there but yeah that that one has particular pride of
0: yes. Oh, thanks for that, Ben. Now we move on to Joan. And Joan gives such enthusiasm when she's talking about her mum. I just love it. So have a listen to Joan. My
2: mother is an mm-hmm. amazing woman. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Beautiful, wonderful. Has the best skin in the world for the, at the <laughs> age of 87. <laughs> oh, I am wow. telling you. She is uh, <laughs> ad- ad- adorable. And oh, wow. uh, she is also, she doesn't cook much now my dad does most of the cooking but she was a yeah. very good cook yeah and uh I guess one of the the, the best even though I don't eat that now mm. is um curried goat and rice
0: oh yes
2: um, oh, and mm. my mother's curry goat was the best and again mm. that's another national dish that we yeah. tend to have at weddings and things like that yeah um but you know if we talk about mother's day well she she was just brilliant at everything mm. and she made the best uh rum cake mm yeah so she doesn't do that now because you know she's not up and about as much as she used to be yeah. but uh, you know she made the best
0: Right, on to Michael, self-confessed mummy's boy. Nothing wrong with that. We can see why when he tells us about his mum. What is your best food memory with your mum growing up?
7: Probably the best, I mean, this wasn't even too long ago. It was probably about five, six years ago. But mm-hmm. I I obviously live over in Yorkshire now. and My family are from Manchester originally, so I don't see family as much as I probably should. Um, and I arranged one year with my brother and sister uh, to meet at a really nice pub kind of mm. halfway between us and bring my mum and we all treated it like a Mother's Day meal out and it, there was me, my brother, my sister there um, and it was just like, it was a really nice thing because obviously as you get older, like you all have different lives you don't see each other as much as you probably should mm. so it was like, that was a really, really nice thing and like it's, it's one of those Wonderful memories. I just remember seeing my mum's face light up when she walked through the door, and oh. I was there waiting for her. And that's like, it's, it pulls on the heartstrings. Yeah, totally.
0: Oh, yeah, it's just the face, isn't it? It just says it all, doesn't it? You don't? Yeah, even... it does.
7: It mm. does. Like, you're, you're, I mean, I am an absolute mummy's boy. I'm not even going to lie. I, <laughs> so, like, my mum my is my absolute world. So to see her smile and be happy mm. like that, it was, it was just such a lovely thing.
0: Okay, so on to Melinda and her multitasking mum's ways <laughs> and how her mom was very particular, very particular. Tell us all about it, Melinda.
5: My brain registered every dish that she made, the chutneys, how she made it from scratch. Everything was registered in me and she'll call me and say, pass me this, do this, do this. And even as a mm. child, this is so hard. This is, why am I getting bullied? Why am I getting picked on? <laughs> but now I was an adult I look back and I say wow I'm a brilliant chef because of this mm. just watching her just cook and knead the flour and cook and just go in like there's multitasking but then there was a different level when I watched my mum in the kitchen when mm. she had curry on the pot and when she did everything and then she dashed everything in and nothing was measured I just yeah. bought, and nothing was measured. Nothing was measured. And then she would just smell and just knew that it tasted nice just by her look and her nose. So she'd obviously got that for my grandma as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, didn't have to. And then she'll say, mm, smell, need a bit more salt. And I was like, there's, now as an adult, I was like, there's no smell to salt. <laughs> <laughs> there's no smell to sea salt. So how do you know? Mm, it needs more salt. But she knew. Wow.
0: I love it. Yeah. Wow. That's just instincts as well, isn't it? That's just like you know she just knows in her head yeah. that that's how it should be and one of our favorite um,
5: things uh, was she'd say do it like this and I'd be like I'm just I'm um, it's gonna have the same outcome I'm doing it this way if you can't follow how I'm doing it in the kitchen come out <laughs> like, you had to hold the dough the same way she didn't you had to fill it in with the doll and and I was like but I roll different I said no roll it like me <laughs> <laughs> it was almost like oh. it wasn't done exactly to her, team wow. to her standards of practice. It wasn't oh good enough. And I was, like, was just try with little hands. On. My hands are not big like yours. And it was like, no, open your hand, make it bigger.
8: <laughs> and now wow. I'm the same.
5: When I'm teaching, i know like, no, it has to be rolled like this. No, you have to roll it rolled like this. And I was like, wow. Uh-huh. I didn't understand it, but every part of it makes a difference in how the outcome is of the roti at the end and how the flavours may be spread when you're making that roti with the dal. Gosh. So, yeah, yeah, so those were like, what I'm, that's, I always remember that when I'm cooking.
0: Looks like Melinda got some good tips from her mum there in that story. Okay, right, we're going to move on to Jeff. Jeff had a, well, a chef who helped him to kind of make a Mother's Day be a bit more special. So let's listen to that. So I just wanted to find out what is your favourite like food memory with your mum? Is there anything where when you were younger or even as an adult that, you know, either went out with a special meal with her or she used to cook you something and you both used to sit down and enjoy it? Have you got any of those that you can share?
9: Uh yeah, probably a couple. Um, so her pancakes are the ones that I mean I, I remember Ooh. kind of growing up and and being very very excited for her pancakes, and that that was Ooh. always a, a nice treat. Um, whether it be on the weekend or uh, occasionally, um, having those and um actually, um. I can't remember whether this was Mother's Day or her birthday, but mm. the first ever job I got in a Michelin star restaurant. Yeah, um, I'd invited her to the restaurant. I wasn't able to dine with her because I was working. Yeah, and um, she got to the restaurant, and um, the chef surprised me and said, "Uh, you're not working this evening. You're dining with your mum. You're taking the
5: evening oh! off." Um, oh
9: that's so nice so yeah it was really really nice to have that meal with her and um that way she could see what I kind of did um as you know Michelin stars and fancy fine dining was definitely not part of something we did growing up mm. um so it was really really nice to to be able to share that experience with her and so she could see God. what was going on
0: oh that's lovely what a nice chef I mean it's not chef or manager that you had to, to do that that's really good of yeah
9: absolutely It's a, a chef so um, um, I'll, I'll give him a little shout out as well to um, Matt Worcic who's now at the cliff in Barbados oh, uh, wow. so he's he's done some uh, some fantastic things as well oh wow I feel like I need to visit him <laughs> that's because he's in
0: Barbados more than anything <laughs> yeah just the, yeah. the
9: trip to Barbados is definitely worth it
0: mmm 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 Now, Rosa's mom's chicken pie sounds absolutely sensational. I just feel like I wish I could have had some of that chicken pie. And the way Rosa describes her mom, I really felt like I was there. It's just very beautiful. Have a listen to Rosa.
10: I was really fortunate that my mum was an amazing cook. She cooked everything from scratch every day and always did and always had done and I can't I remember even if it was an occasion where she even put chips in and she didn't make the chips and scratch I'd be a bit like oh but I so I was very fortunate that I grew up in a house where cooking was just an every day she was in the kitchen all the time we had an arger, and everything was just like cooked and it just always smelled she was always cooking something uh, she died a few years ago unfortunately she's not with us anymore so now I think more than ever I'm always thinking of those things but It was always, she was famous for a chicken pie. Oh. Chicken pie was mum's thing. And it was, she'd make the pastry from scratch, cook the chicken, shred it down. It had, like, a creamy sauce. And then she'd either put, like, stuffing balls in it or bits of sausage or, like, the famous one was at Christmas, leftover turkey and ham. Oh, that got made into a pie. And it just became so famous. And I remember my, my friends coming round from coming round after school and... They sort of, mum would cook and we'd have like chicken pie or something, and they just couldn't believe what they were eating yeah. because they just never, and I took it for granted yeah, yeah. growing up because I was always used yeah, to having yeah. fresh cooked food, um, but all of my friends never did. And sometimes, I remember once they came around and mum just did I think like chicken nuggets and chips or something because she just thought that that's what my friends wanted Uh, and they were just like (laughs) absolutely devastated (laughs) like where's where's our chicken pie or where's our roast chicken or something so I think after that she was like I think she was trying to be trendy and trying to be like oh I'll just cook what the kids want but then actually they always wanted and so now it's like all of our friends and school friends and even my sister like but chicken pie for me is a thing and it's like if I don't i've taken over the mantle for cooking at christmas now yeah and if i don't make a leftover turkey and ham pie my sister won't talk to me (laughs) like so i have to do it and now to the point where even if we there's a couple of times where we've not had turkey yeah but i've bought a turkey crown or something just Just so i can make the pie because it just has become such a tradition but i think that. that smell of Roasting chicken, yeah. I think, is just, yeah. it always instantly makes me feel yeah. calm yeah. and zen. I think, you know, the same way like onions frying yeah. or something, yeah. but a roast chicken for yeah. me is just something that always takes me back home. I can picture my mum pottering oh, around. She was really short, bless her. <laughs> pottering around the oh. kitchen yeah. with a roast chicken in the yeah. oven. You always know that everything was going to yeah. be okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, I love that. I love that. What a bright story. And I, I can feel. I can almost see her. I've never met her. No, yeah. yeah. And yeah. even
10: now if I'm like you don't know what to cook or you want something to like you're always safe with a roast chicken. Absolutely brilliant story from Rosa
0: about her mum. Okay, let's go on to Glenn Purnell and let's listen to what Glenn says about his mum and cooking.
11: Yeah, for me, um, I've got a dish on at Pernal's. Uh, it was on at Jessica's, now it's on at Pernal's. Obviously, it's evolved over time. And it was haddock and eggs for me. Um, my mum used to buy what Brummies called yellow fish, which is the overstained, unnaturally smoked haddock from the okay. market. Yeah, and yeah. my mum would poach that into milk. Uh, I knew we were having that because my mum would bring out this certain frying pan that would only only be two or three things that she'd cook in it. And she'd, she'd, cover, she'd cover the fish with milk and she'd poach it, or she'd overcook it. Um, and as milk is porous, the, um, the milk tasted more of haddock than the haddock. And then she would, um, then she would poach the eggs inside the milk, so then the eggs oh, wow. the haddock as well. So, it's a dish that I've, I, it's very close to my heart because I lost my mum. And it's a dish that n- never really comes off the menu. It's just the smell of it and just the, the yeah. taste. It's, it's very nostalgic. Uh, it'd be that one or it'd be boiled ham with parsley sauce. Um, and, and that smell of the ham as it was in the pressure cooker or, yeah. or on the side would fill the house and the windows would be steamed because <laughs> we had single glazing and a council house that, you know, and you didn't want to attempt to open the window because it was freezing.
0: Now, no one makes a lemon meringue pie quite like Lewis's mom. I think she's just got the special ingredients. I don't think we all know what they are because they're special and secret. But Lewis gives a lovely account of her beautiful lemon meringue pie
6: one of the main things for me that i always remember is a lemon meringue pie Right, my mum always made a lemon meringue pie she's made it for me since i was a kid it's renowned across the family and i'm glad to say that she will always make it for me whenever i go home even with the kids with the family you know why I, I, I pulled jam now she'll still make a lemon meringue pie and that's always stuck with me and the nice thing is as i've now come to work at ucb and as we're teaching professional cookery one of the core things that we teach in our curriculum is still a lemon meringue pie so it's kind of followed me um and it's still that you know I I can smell that lemon bacon when I go into a kitchen um I can taste it it's you know it just invokes so many memories when we were growing up me and my sister um with my mum and yeah and and even now it's a lovely thing to pass on
0: and last but definitely not least we've got Paul Waters I love Paul's story his mom sounds like don't mess with me and I quite like them kind of mom. so listen to Paul's
1: story I think every day is special whenever mm. I cook for my mother I don't have it doesn't have to be Mother's Day yeah I just love my, I just love my mother watching my mother cook mm-hmm. because <laughs> my mother's one of my heroes uh-huh. and watch my mother what she's did like she is incredible her food is incredible. Her food is, like, she makes something out of nothing. Yeah. Which I admire. And I just think people should look, like, we only get one mother. And you worship and spend as much time with your mother as possible. Because, especially in the kitchen, whatever. If I cook and my mother cooks, we have a bond. And I just mm. go, wow. We, we, we bounce ideas off each other. Mm. You know? And then she goes up and says, Paula, that's, that's Brenda. And I was going to say, no, Paula, we still be doing that. And I would go for mm. moments. That's Robbie's stupid doing that. And she would look at me and go, "Yeah, I'm older, I'm wiser. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about." So, you know. <laughs> so, and then she always says the same thing: "You may be a chef, but I'm still your mother." <laughs>
0: I love that. You can never win with that, ever. <laughs>
1: no, no, you, cannot, you cannot. You cannot. Oh
0: my god! Brilliant, brilliant. I love it. Oh great! I think we can end it there. That's such a nice place to end it as well. <laughs> you may be a chef, but I'm your mom. Love it. Thanks for listening and get involved. You can like, comment and follow me on the socials. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Craven K7. That's C-R-A-V-E-N K7. I'm also on Instagram and I'm Craven K7 on there. And if you want to listen to this weekly, I know you do, what you'll need to do is you need to follow me. Follow me on Spotify, Apple, Anchor or Google Podcasts and you'll get notified every week and then you can get your teeth into more menu. Also, I suggest you share this with your good friends and your family because they will not want to miss out either. So why not do that while you're there? (laughs) Do
2: it. All right, then that's me. Thanks for listening. Bye.
7: Yay! Yay! Yay!